Welcome back to our podcast in Mindside. It's a pleasure to have you back, guys. And it's a pleasure to have you back, Yasin. How are you doing this week? What's been up? What do you want to share? <laughs> 180, yeah, no, uh, 360 degree entertainment again. <laughs> no, 360 We're spinning in circles. We We're covering everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... Man, happy to be here again. Pleasure as always. Uh, this week's been really good, actually, because I've been really happy with my productivity levels, um, which is rare for me to actually be <laughs> to actually be kind of okay with how productive I was. But I was really productive this week, which makes me happy. And what have you been hustling on? Um, mainly React projects and oh, yeah. kind of. Uh, all these sessions from the inter internship, kind of working on them because um, I didn't I didn't attend every single one of them and I'm <laughs> a little bit behind uh -huh. <laughs> and I I gotta work on some stuff. Seems like this but, typical student life for me. <laughs> yeah, but but it's been it's been pretty fun. I'm happy with my productivity levels, as I said, and mm. overall this week's so far been pretty good actually. What about you though? To be honest, I mean, I, I think I I can join in on that feeling. Mm -hmm. At least the past few weeks and days, I've been quite happy with what I'm doing <laughs> because it's quite diverse. And yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, like this week, well, it's been solid, <laughs> to put it that way. Um, there, there's been nothing that special about it. Well, just the usual learning stuff. Um, yesterday like from the consulting thing we had a, a team meeting that was like or a team cooking event so to speak um i really okay. like that one <laughs> it's nice to connect and yeah hopefully we'll have some of those guys on a future podcast episode <laughs> that would be great but wait a cooking how how was how is it possible uh, like we we times? like zoom meeting and um, oh, okay. all of us cook the right. same thing and we see how well it turns out even though i nice. cooked something else because i couldn't get the ingredients in time but <laughs> who cares <laughs> sounds sounds great no it's quite nice because if you're only working together like on, on a project all the time in a work environment it's it's okay to connect to a certain degree but yeah i guess sure. if you have the opportunity you can also make those people your friends oh <laughs> oh <laughs> by the way check out our last episode if you want to know more about friendship <laughs> <laughs> nice 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 how you put that in there but sure yeah. go ahead guys check it out self-advertisement 101 <laughs> very Alrighty. fancy but we as we spoke Maybe about last week's let's... episode what is the topic of this episode Yes, you want to go ahead? Well, <clears throat> I this episode we will kind of end the JBP podcast uh, series we made. <laughs> well, um, it's three episodes with this one, very long series. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. The, we, you know, for those of you guys who listened from pretty much the very beginning, you know that we took some chapters from Jordan Peterson's book Twelve Rules for Life and kind of talked about them, analyzed them, discussed the ideas. And today we will do an episode with actually two chapters um, or two rules, which are rule 8 and 10. 
and to be more exact, rule 8 states, just for a quick overview, rule 8 states that tell the truth or at least don't lie, and rule 10 is be precise in your speech. And we will kind of discuss those two ideas and add maybe some personal anecdotes or whatever, and with this episode we will kind of end the series. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Um, we figured those two rules stick together quite well. But before we get into that, I actually noticed something. We have some kind of anniversary going on here. <laughs> oh, that's You want to true. tell more about that? <laughs> well, I think it's it's pretty obvious. We, we've reached the 20th <laughs> episode. Uh, no, we're not marrying guys. No, we're, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> no intent to, but uh, we've managed to go to, to make... 20 episodes far greater. which i think is pretty good far greater i have to say <laughs> yeah yeah for sure uh but i think it's, it's pretty good i've heard that most podcasts a vast majority of podcasts don't ever reach 20 episodes and so far as to kind of <laughs> reach that percentage? milestone is pretty great um i think it was maybe like five percent or even less i don't know <laughs> anyways a vast majority yeah. doesn't even reach that so, you know, for us to be able to kind of push through <laughs> to episode 20 is pretty great. And Yeah, now we can yeah. end the project, I suppose, no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got into the top 5%. Mm. We can end. We can we can stop now. Yeah. I mean, 2080, 80-20 uh, rule, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but uh, we see um, how far we're going to take this podcast and for how much longer we will do it because right now it's just a ton of fun, you know, and yeah, um, it's a great, also for me, just a great way to kind of live out my a little bit more philosophical side, whereas usually I'm oh. maybe a little bit more pragmatic and uh, don't really like to waste my time thinking about <laughs> stuff like that necessarily, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, it's a great way to kind of talk to you, um, chill a bit, and be a be pseudo philosophical. Feel like Aristotle for a few minutes. <laughs> uh. Yeah, very nice. We're all philosophers deep down. No, oh. put that on the future. <laughs> just just put a just put a person in front of a night sky with beautiful stars and stuff, where they can see the Milky Way, and they will become philosophers. Yeah. In a sense yeah, of they will philosophize about aliens and life and space and <laughs> yeah that's true yeah okay. so I, i'm i'm pretty sad actually that we don't have like any beer or wine to <laughs> celebrate this or jerome style to, joints uh. <laughs> to drink alcohol at like 9 45 in the morning yeah I, I don't want to become yeah. a day drinker <laughs> You know, we probably already sound like we're drunk because we <laughs> just got up recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. I, I don't need. I think if I would actually drink something, I, it would be worse. Like no. I would be able to to formulate one coherent sentence. Um, which, okay, but you know, formulating coherent sentences, I suppose that's the topic of rule ten. This, that's what I wanted to say right now, man. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, my ideas. I took your. I took your. I'm uh, gonna patent them from now on. Anyways, let's 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 start, shall we? Um, yeah. What do we have here? 
Let's start with rule eight, actually. Yeah, I think it's um, more interesting at the moment. <laughs> for sure. Um, again, tell the truth. truth you know, for or at guys, least yeah. don't lie. Exactly. <laughs> tell the truth, or at least don't lie. Um, honestly, when I first your got shit this book that was the truth. And <laughs> <laughs> I see Elias understood it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Or to no, put it in feedback culture ways, I perceive <laughs> that you're shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, when I first got that book and read kind of the title of that chapter, I was like, you know, that's funny. The mm. part with at least don't lie. Um, because actually, I think it's it's quite hard to tell the truth when you don't even know what the truth is. And yeah. I'm obviously not talking about uh, simple stuff like, you know, what's the better ice cream, because it's obviously chocolate, but um, <laughs> but things, you know, major well, things. Well, I thought pineapple pizza. <laughs> as ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> God help hey, us. I'm, there are crazy things out there. You wouldn't believe. I think there's tuna ice cream and... Oh, my God. <laughs> Crazy. When I was younger, actually, I thought that, um, do you know, wait, I'm going to search the word because I don't actually know it in English. Oh, well, um, what's it in? It's pist ah, right, pistachios. Yeah. Pistachios eyes. I thought it was, I, I couldn't imagine how anyone would, would buy that. Oh, but, but it tastes amazing, day, actually. <laughs> yeah, but then one day I decided, you know what, I, I just want to try to see. And it wasn't actually that terrible. So mm. maybe tuna ice cream and pineapple pizza ice cream <laughs> falls under the category as well. New business you know. idea. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> God. <laughs> let's make ourselves some Italian enemies. <laughs> yeah, let, let's have an ice cream stand with only like actual food flavors. <laughs> yeah. Steak. Damn, that, that would be interesting. And, oh, God. Would be quite strange, <laughs> like oh, a yeah, sure. ice cream can, food truck. We can think about it. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry for bringing us off topic <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <laughs> let's get back. So, <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> all right. So, what? Do, what? Where was I? Uh, right. Okay. Telling the truth about ice cream, you know, chocolate yeah. ice cream is the best. <laughs> so you know, considering that rule and its title. You, you know, in order to tell the truth, you actually have to know what the truth is. And in many cases, the truth, you know, we can get maybe very near to the truth, but never 100%. And therefore, it's pretty hard to kind of think about it that way, to on, always pursue the absolute truth or whatever, um, because we don't <laughs> actually of know like what that is in most cases. <laughs> exactly. And that's why I like kind of the first part, uh, the, the second part of this title, at least don't lie, uh, which is quite a bit easier to mm. to follow. And because, you know, you focus on just not lying and telling the, let's say, the truth as you know it at that moment, whatever that means, with the information you have and the experience you have. And also I think what falls into that is just being honest about your opinions and perspectives, even if you know that, you know, even if you fear social rejection in some way, I think it's very important to to have the courage or to develop the courage to 
be honest about who you are and what you believe in. Hmm. Yeah, no, I guess. <laughs> that's <laughs> a very... <laughs> I, I don't have to add anything to that because that's a very, like, general valid thing that we established in previous episodes as well just <coughs> staying true to you true to yourself um what i like notice about about the rule is that it seems to glorify truth and like say that lies are <laughs> bad things therefore the question springs to mind <laughs> What even is a lie? Are there good ones or bad ones? Why are bad ones bad? Why are good ones good? <laughs> to ramp it up in the philosophy game a bit. <laughs> yeah. Well. Man. <laughs> it's difficult. It's, hmm? is, isn't that easy, actually? Yeah, I guess you yeah. have done something similar in like philosophy class. We? About lies? Mm -hmm, about, no, no. about lies and truth? No? Okay. No, I don't. Well, then I'm... Well, <laughs> I mean, kind of in like that whole science thing, what is truth and what <laughs> a bit, okay. but I, I don't remember any specifics from <laughs> from that yet. Um, yeah, like, okay, let's, let's start with, are, are there good lies and, or are there only bad ones? I think there are good lies. Which isn't something I would say I would have said like a year ago, but <laughs> no, no, I actually think. Oh yeah, are. I know how you thought about, thought about it back then. <laughs> you yeah. were roasting people. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was a bit extreme. For for a little more context for our listeners, maybe I was kind of uh, an extreme advocate of total truth and direct uh, communication, which in itself yeah. isn't bad at all. But I was just taking it to an extreme, <laughs> and <laughs> I literally did not care what people, <laughs> what people felt. Yeah, as <laughs> you know, guys, balance is important. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Actually, when I first read, um, how is it called? How to win friends and influence people. And mm -hmm. was kind of talking about how you can still be direct and tell the truth while not being an asshole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, that would be a nice skill to have. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh -huh. um, so, so yeah I've, I've been working on it and I've come to the conclusion that there are definitely let's say good lies although they are, aren't lies necessarily although it depends on the situation let's let's take for example you, you have a, a job you absolutely hate or a boss you absolutely hate and obviously it would not make very much sense to go up to him and say you know what you boss are an asshole. I hate you because uh, he's just uh, he's <laughs> just extreme. gonna fire you, and it, it there's no real benefit to it. Um, so we have like two solutions: either you just you know <laughs> accept your fate <laughs> as it is now and kind of try to navigate it the best you can, or you look for a different job with a better corporate climate where you can be more authentic, maybe have a better boss um you get along with and all that Consulting. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> right you know with people you enjoy and all that and i think in that case you know lying quote unquote isn't bad at all it actually mm. protects you and protects you from unnecessary conflict and especially if you like really depend financially on your job as again it would make no sense to go up to your boss and say that you hate him <laughs> yeah okay sure <laughs> because sure. yeah uh 
yeah, I guess you have to to weigh the different factors against each other. But in general, I, I'd say in this specific example, it's I don't know. I think it's a bit against my philosophy of taking over responsibility, <laughs> of in which case? of addressing issues and uh, yeah, not like living in in and out 365 with those uh <laughs> i don't know with the stupid habits of your boss that he's probably not even aware aware of because nobody wants to tell him <laughs> because they're fearful yeah right. uh, sure i feel i think you can tackle some issues to some extent by talking about them but if like if it's like a more general problem like that the person themselves probably won't be able to change during the next 10 years. Like, I don't know, being a far right wing <laughs> or whatever. Uh, yeah. Then, then, yeah, I'd say it's not worth the effort. Probably. Sure. Yeah, yeah. sure. But I think <laughs> when it comes to like this very personal stuff, again, if you just, if you just don't like your boss as a person, you just don't get along with him. Um, but maybe you spend 5% of your total time at work with him, mm. you know, and in any way interacting with him, then, as you said, it's not really worth um, kind of destroying your life <laughs> <laughs> and your job chances maybe in the future um, just because you want to get out that you, <laughs> that you hate him, <laughs> that you don't actually like him. So in that case, you know, of course, it depends on the person. I think I would be a person I would just leave. I wouldn't I wouldn't stay there. But mm. there are people who maybe don't deal with it that way or who really, really love the job in itself but don't get along with the boss. Um you know, there yeah, are different situations yeah. obviously. But I think I would just leave. <laughs> Again, it, it it depends on how much effort it takes to transform that stuff. <laughs> you know, to get the highest building in a city, you can either tear down every other building <laughs> or you can build a higher one. <laughs> put it into yeah. an anecdote in that sense you have to see whether it's feasible to dare tear down every building in the in your job <laughs> exactly or whether and you I mean, just want to leave and build your own <laughs> highest one yeah and i mean if you're the boss and suddenly a worker comes up to you and says you know what i hate you you're terrible but <clears throat> you know all of the other workers just love you and think you're amazing you know then you don't really don't care i mean you may take the feedback hmm. although it's not really feedback it's just you know just expressing their hate for you but i mean that's I mean, not how feedback works <laughs> yeah sure yeah. but i mean as if i was the boss i would just be like okay cool um i don't care you can leave if you want <laughs> we can have another guy in your position by next week so mm. you know do what <laughs> you want um i mean that's sure. i mean like actually also really a problem for the big companies out there <laughs> that workers are quite replaceable and so they cannot speak up for themselves true like thinking about amazon or tesla <laughs> yeah yeah that's true but i mean if you go into or if you have the ambition to work at such a big company i think you have to be aware of that that, yeah. you know, even I don't know whether people have that much ambition working in an Amazon warehouse. For Tesla, right, I guess, okay. yeah, okay. You want a social a socialist team connected with it working at their companies, okay. 
that's acceptable. But I don't think Amazon warehouse worker jobs are that glorified in our <laughs> society no. at the moment. <laughs> no. No, I, I didn't. Nothing against you out there, guys, who are jobs. working there. You're awesome. You're <laughs> holding shit together. Damn. So many people would be fucked without Amazon deliveries. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, no, I'm not talking about warehouse workers. I mean, more like, let's say, even at Amazon, like software engineers or anything, even then, where you need like tons of education and experience in the field even then you can just leave and they have another guy in your position mm, by next yeah, week yeah. and probably <laughs> nobody would even notice um so yeah but but that gets into corporate culture let's let's get mm. back to the truth <laughs> <laughs> gets um, back to the, let's put, let's get back to the truth damn yeah <laughs> yeah actually another example where i think it would be acceptable to lie and we're actually parents lie all the time is when let's say for example your child is asking your opinion on a terrible drawing he made it's absolutely terrible <laughs> and you know it um but you know there's in that situation there's absolutely no need to crush the child's self-esteem by telling him how bad it actually is and in that case mm -hmm. i think rather encouragement is needed um especially for young children you know they really take that stuff to heart and To us, it may seem like, you know what, I'm just telling him as it is, but to the five-year-old or six-year-old, he doesn't understand that yet. And mm -hmm. especially if you're his parent or brother or whatever, then your opinion matters a lot. And if you tell him, you know, it's terrible, uh, <laughs> shit, then that's really going to affect them. And there's no need to do that, you know. I mean, good can also be evaluated in in regards to the skill of the creator of the image. <laughs> I mean, if a six-year-old image judged by the standards of, like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> a very famous artist, Banksy or whatever, <laughs> is yeah. uh, probably not going to hold up by the six-year-old judged at the standards of a six-year-old, then you can actually say, sure. yeah, good work, nice. <laughs> Sure. No, I'm talking about. I'm not talking about comparing it to yeah. <laughs> Picasso or anything. Like giving the child a a picture, a painting of Picasso, yeah. be like draw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm talking about. Um, for example, I, I remember my little brother used to do that. Just random, like random lines on a sheet of paper in different colors that would absolutely make Ooh, no sense at all. Damn, And, gangster. <laughs> yeah, you could say it's abstract art or whatever. But when I was younger, also, for me, it was like, what what the hell is it? Like, why am I supposed to say it's good when it's obviously like terrible? Like, it's nothing. <laughs> But I learned over the years how important that actually is to kind of not crush the child's self-esteem and, you know, to yeah, encourage yeah. them. Especially when it's matters like that that are really insignificant in some way, you know. But for the child, it's, it's like a major thing if you compliment them and if you encourage them. You, you know... Oh, wait. Now I forgot what I wanted to say. Ah, yeah. You know... <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> It's so deep in thought that I forgot, forget it already. No, um, you know that there are actually people out there who, like, make millions by selling their children's paintings as, like, abstract art and stuff. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's genius. Yeah. <laughs> I should do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, my, my drawings are so terrible, I could actually... I can yeah. actually keep up with a six-year-old in abstract wow. art. 
you're the professional <laughs> <Okay>. then <laughs> yeah for sure yeah okay, okay i find it so funny when when i see like those abstract pieces of art selling for multiple millions or mm. even just hundreds of thousands i'm like seriously you know mm, yeah in general i guess it's it's a it's like it's a question about like the value of stuff again because like we only value money because society values it and in itself it's just a piece of paper and stuff <laughs> but like uh, leaving that discussion aside i can still understand why some abstract art is like worth that much because it's always coming from a certain like period of time where some uh, people like wanted to break with the norms and the rules and like just tried out something new and because of all that backstory attached and like that <laughs> that will to break with standards and to come up with some new ingenious thing um which in its extreme can lead to just a white canvas with nothing on it <laughs> no it's i understand why why it's appealing because it's some part of history and i can understand why art collectors like want to have that you know, important part of history in their collection yeah i mean sure i i can i can understand it as i can understand <clears throat> i would say probably every argument no matter what the topic is to some extent but i still mm. think it's just stupid <laughs> sorry not sorry yeah, yeah, yeah no no like just having no experience in art at all like just looking at the creation <laughs> Like there are very abstract sculptures and stuff out there, like yeah. uh, uh, a bike wheel on top of a mounted on top of a chair <laughs> and stuff. Um, I don't know what, yeah. how, what it, how it was called again, but like just just coming into a room having never heard anything about art before, you think like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why? <laughs> why would pay anyone pay a million to that? And I think it's the value again comes from kind of society valuing it i suppose and like from um all the the backstory all the stuff that happened to the painter and stuff attached to the that object again because like um hmm. what what are people collecting usually like um stamps for example like in in, in themselves they're just a piece of paper also <laughs> No. But because, like, many people think it's a cool thing. Yeah. Sure. Again, I get it. I, I totally understand. And, <laughs> <laughs> Dogecoin, right? Dogecoin, um, yeah. I, again, I totally understand uh, the position. And obviously, I've, I have no clue about art. And I don't really care about it that much. Especially not, like, abstract art. Hmm. But... Again, I understand it. I understand why people value it and why why those paintings and sculptures sell for multiple millions. I get it to some extent, but again, I yeah, to me personally, it just doesn't make any <laughs> sense really. And I would I would rather invest that money in Dogecoin than buy a painting that has nothing <laughs> on it or just like a line. <laughs> oh well, you know that with paintings you can are actually like a very good investment strategy if you know your stuff. 
Sure. If I know, you know, exactly. That's the point. If you know your stuff, I have no idea about art. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe one day. And it's also know. a very good way of smuggling money over the border or something. <laughs> sure, that's exactly the plan. Yeah, mm. laundering money <laughs> after you know. university. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, already, already sent my. I guess it's a bit difficult with yeah. COVID at the moment, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. But after All right. Let's okay, back to topic. <laughs> we we talked about arts now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of related. Anyways, um, what do we talk why, about? Right. Why? 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 Do lying. Yeah. Why? Why do we consider bad lies as bad lies? Like what? <laughs> what? Love the question. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> very very deep. <laughs> Why is zero smaller than one? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Again, we had um, we had to prove that in university. <laughs> oh God! Um, right. Why is a bad lie a bad lie? Well, you could you could simply argue. Well, again, it's just society. Just that's what we established, and that's kind of um, the norms of our, mm. let's say, of our, of our interactions. Then let's um, ask why why do we want to have that as a norm? Well, well, if if I if I were Jordan Pearson right now, he would probably say something like, "Well, if you lie, you try to manip manipulate the structure of being, and therefore you will create chaos." <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, very uh, that spiritual like, stuff there. <laughs> That would be yeah the Jordan Peterson answer. Mm. Mm. Well, I think my answer would be nice actually word, by the kind way. of similar in that sense that lying generally has proven itself to be a very bad way of communication and actually always leads to problems sooner or later, uh, no matter how big or small the lie is. Mm. Of course, given that the lie is a bad lie, which we will try to define probably later on <laughs> what a bad lie actually is. Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, in my experience, every single lie is, is like karma, you know? Every time you lie, some someday it's, it's going to come back to you mm -hmm. or, or some, some in some way it's going to get re uh, revealed and you're going to be pretty fucked up. And especially, you know, it's, it's one thing to lie about one situation maybe and it's another thing to keep lying and keep lying and uh, about the same thing and kind of spin a whole story out of lies and at the end you don't even know yourself what's true anymore and it's gonna cause problems yeah maybe not chaos in that mm -hmm. way although although probably <laughs> probably does actually cause uh, cause chaos and drama um, mm. but yeah, it's just not a good way of interacting and communicating. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that explanation probably goes in the right direction. Um, like I'd answer it with, um, society, like it's, it's more beneficial for society working together. Like society is based on communication and interaction and, um, relying on each other. And therefore, it's like, uh, yeah, more, more beneficial beneficial for uh, society as a whole, um, which we also kind of noticed by establishing like contracts and stuff that 
supposed to be binding us to yeah some legal <laughs> situation <laughs> that we keep up with our words so to speak and like i i for me it seems like again this discrepancy between like this short term uh enjoyable gain versus the long term gain that's like uh, that wh whose which return on investment is, is like far greater like again sure <laughs> Not lying, I, I suppose it's like a quadrant two activity <laughs> every episode. You love, you love that, you love the, those quadrants, don't you? Yeah, you know, we want, we want to link our knowledge here with the past episode. <laughs> again, if I can sure. give a short explanation, I've given it a hundred times already, but I want to give it again. <laughs> sure. All your activities. I can see it makes you happy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Knowledge wisdom <laughs> no um kind of your activities can be structured into a two by two matrix um but your activities can be either sorted by urgent and not urgent and important and not important and against common belief it's the greatest value lies in tackling uh the not that the not urgent but important subjects instead of the urgent and important subjects by because by that um you would tackle long-term issues that lie ahead in the future already thereby reducing your problems and i consider lying fits not lying fits quite well into that category because like you sacrifice your short-term gain against like your long-term stuff again now yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, um, to bring that discussion a bit on, there, I think you can also, like, uh, how's it called? Differentiate between lying to others and lying to yourself. Ooh, that's a nice one. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, how, how, oh, what's your experience with that? Do you tend to I, lie to yourself? Oof, um... <laughs> Weird it's, question, I know. But. That's that's a that's a that's a hard question. Um, you know, there are times when it's useful to lie to yourself. Um, you know that like fake it till you make it attitude. Like <clears throat> just yeah. by smiling, even though you're not happy, you can make yourself happy, happier. Like with brain mechanisms and stuff. And just by telling yourself you like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> what would you like uh cooking yeah you like you very much like cooking you probably become more invested and happy about cooking <laughs> like yeah. you're kind of brainwashing yourself in a healthy way <laughs> yeah. yeah um sure. yeah, yeah there was some kind of name to it from a book i read uh oof, oof, oof. something with mine my yeah who cares like the concept sense well <laughs> so right um do i tend to do that yeah i kind i kind of tend to do that sometimes like if if work is really annoying at the moment because i'm tackling some stupid issue i like tend to tell myself damn i'm actually enjoying working in this project <laughs> it's like helping <laughs> someone out or uh it's like really what i signed up for i really liked it <laughs> and it makes it yeah. more Makes it more endurable, you know. Right. 
<laughs> Sounds great. Um, I mean, a very similar thing goes for me, I think, <clears throat> that there's certainly a good way to manipulate yourself and to lie to yourself in, in some, you know, to some extent. As you said, if you, <clears throat> I think it's actually a, a chapter in Atomic Habits, isn't it? To focus on changing your identity first and how you think about yourself because yeah, then it's going to be yeah. much easier to keep going with the habits. And I think that, that kind of applies here. If you want to work out, and but you always talk about yourself being a lazy person and being a couch potato and all that, <laughs> it's going to be pretty hard to actually go to the gym. But if you say, you know what, I actually love working out and uh, I'm going to change my identity now, I'm going to become a sportsy person or whatever. Yeah, right, that's from Atomic Yeah. You you don't you don't tell yourself you you will become a sporty person. Actually, you tell yourself you are a sporty person. Right, <laughs> right. You kind of you just change your identity, whatever you're trying okay. to achieve. Like fake it till you and actually make it, because you yeah actually want to become like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, I think lying to oneself is like what's negative about it. It's usually used as a coping mechanism. Oh no, that problem! Like it's not been caused by me. The others, it's uh, the others' fault, right? <laughs> and stuff. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's like a very. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that so much, man. Yeah, I hate that so much when I hear that. But yeah, it's true. Most most ways in which we lie to ourselves uh, are negative, definitely, and should not be done, and aren't actually helpful in any way. Mm. Mm. As I said, for me, there are certain aspects where it definitely helps and where I'm kind of, um, <laughs> I'm controlling it to what extent I'm, I'm lying to myself because even with the positive stuff, I think you can get, uh, you can get too far and, you know, I don't know, I, I've just noticed if I, if you go too far with those, with those things, you kind of tend to lose yourself in a way oh, and you aren't actually... <laughs> sure okay what do i actually like and what have i just manipulated myself into liking mm. and then when someone asks you, know, you do have you like to live in balance with the universe <laughs> happy yeah. little trees happy little mistakes <laughs> bob ross <laughs> yeah I <l> <laughs> man i i used to watch him every like every morning I, w I would wake up at like six and watch like an hour of bob ross <laughs> he's quite amazing yeah Back yeah. to arts again, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, sure. So lying to yourself can be helpful if if used in a controlled environment, let's say, and yes. if you're aware of what you're doing. Um, but if you, as you say, con constantly blaming other people or uh, lying to yourself about your relationships or friendships or, or about your job or about I don't know your major, whatever then it's it's in long term it's gonna have pretty bad effects and you don't want that yeah, you want yeah. to be true to yourself and pursue what you actually want to pursue and not what you've been manipulated into pursuing how how can we how can we manage to detect when we are lying to ourselves or tackle that problem in general oh man <laughs> i can i can start also <laughs> Really, yeah, for me, the, the answer is really simple in a way. It's just a ton of reflection, like <laughs> all the time. 
And what helped me the most was actually going to, um, you know, that little park we have in Füssen, like uphills. Yeah, yeah. There's where all, there are all the trees and all that. Um, when I just went there with a notebook and just wrote everything down, all my thoughts, like don't even, like just the way I think them, Uncensored, I just write them down. Unfiltered. Exactly. <laughs> and that helped me a lot actually over the years or over the months rather. Um, so yeah, reflection is probably the most important aspect in that. Mm. For me at least. <laughs> no, true. I mean, reflection, like just thinking about shit is usually a very good <laughs> problem solver. <laughs> um, again, yeah. with that, like, it's the other's fault and stuff. Taking over responsibility for your life, for what you're doing, for what happens is usually also like a good approach. <laughs> Or like yeah for sure stoicism to throw out the big buzzwords again <laughs> yeah 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 okay very nice very nice um what other thoughts did i have on the topic um yeah again if we think like in uh, tommy cabot's uh, standpoint um every like bad lie you kind of make is is a commitment Small commitment you make to a small habit, and over time, that the small habit like grows, compound interest and stuff, into yeah. like an actual big problem. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But that's true for the positive stuff as well. So be aware of that. Don't lie to yourself, guys. <laughs> Gosh, don't lie to um, others either. At least, unless it's very necessary. Yeah. And. Yo, no You're beautiful lying about today, yes. cheating is not necessary. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, what, what did I actually want to say? Damn it. I'm um, sorry. I, I know I can ah, turn right, your right. head around sometimes, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> um, so just, just as, a, as a friendly reminder, you know, lying about cheating isn't actually necessary. That's not a necessarily white lie. That's a fucked up lie, and you shouldn't do that. And if you do that, I hope you get caught and not li- li- lying about <laughs> cheating. What? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry. I was going. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. No, but I, I feel like in <clears throat> let's say today's society, in some way, cheating has become so so normalized in a way. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I cheated on my on my girlfriend. Whatever. <laughs> I'm like Dude. actually, damn. Well, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, yeah, it certainly mm. feels like it. And m- most, That's many people up. are like, you know, I went on a vacation without my girlfriend and in uh, to Spain, whatever. And in Spain, I met another girl and we kissed a few mm. times. Is that considered cheating? I'm like, are you stupid? <laughs> obviously, it is. <laughs> Fucking yeah, dumbass. again. I, obviously, I, it is cheating. It's like... Or... Uh, or <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. You you can tell your story <laughs> right away. Um, yeah, it's again. I think it's a commitment to a bad habit that adds up, and like, it's always easier to keep a one hundred percent rule than a ninety six percent rule because that ninety six percent rule turns quickly into a seventy five percent exception thing, and then fifty, and then like you know, everything is fucked up, whatever. And exactly. And again, like my thoughts on that whole topic is like don't fucking ever do things that mess with people on such a deep 
personal level like in a relationship and stuff you can mess yeah. up the other person for the rest of their lives with trust issues and stuff i mean just what what is like the pleasure that short-term gain of a kissing some other girl in spain compared to like messing up a whole other person like what the fuck yeah <laughs> most people <laughs> just don't think about it that way and it's also i don't know if you if you've heard it i've heard it in many i not in my personal life obviously but just like online and stuff like um yeah i slept with another girl but there were no feelings involved so it's not considered <laughs> I cheating. Think you were too much on reddit and, or something uh, no actually no i don't use reddit at all um no just what i kind of heard and saw over the years And it's like, are you, are you guys fucking stupid? <laughs> and then you wonder why the relationships don't work out and why you never have like an actual relationship other than posting stuff on Instagram. And the relationship oh. is just highly superficial and there's no substance to it and you don't actually yeah. trust uh, one another. The deepest another relationship you'll ever have is stupid. with your waifu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. No. Yeah, but um, I, I don't know. It depends. Like maybe those were like um, 15 year olds in their puberty or whatever. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. It's just a, a strange development I see in kind of the dating sphere at our mm. age. That's, or is it actually a develop? Is it actually a development, or has it been that way all the time? I mean, like I we can find we can find like. Uh, in in the oh, how are they called ten ten commandments of the Bible like we can find the no, not cheating rule that that's been an issue for quite some time sure <laughs> um yeah the cheating one for sure but I think uh, that's why I said development I think in the twenty first century let's say whatever uh, it has become more and more prominent and more and more normalized in a way because I think if you cheated in like the 1800s then it was really fucked up and everybody hated you for it and now if you cheat <laughs> oh yeah society <laughs> um and now if you cheat especially i think if you're a guy that's especially if you're a guy and you mm. have like a lot of guy friends around you it's oh, actually yeah. Whoa, really nice uh, man you know uh, um yeah. <clears throat> she's very nice that you so that cool. you went to bed with 10 female friends and probably have 20 scg uh, s no st How are they called? Not SDGs, like not sustainable development goals like that. <laughs> ST, S, the sexual I have no idea. transmittable STDs or yeah, whatever. Sexual transmittable diseases, STDs, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Sure. Very nice work, um, dude. Very nice. Yeah, work. great. You have AIDS now. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Uh, God. No hate. No hate on AIDS. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah i i think it's just a strange development we see and obviously I mean, not everyone but a majority i would say for sure i mean that whole polygamy thing is quite accepted nowadays but i we definitely want to differentiate yeah. like polygamy from cheating because in cheating you kind of agreed with your partner or you're a group of partners <laughs> that you <laughs> like solely <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> Why are you laughing that much? <laughs> Gosh, just imagine, you, like, like, hey guys, let's have a group cheating. meeting. 
right, let's, let's have a group meeting, guys. We gotta talk about our relationship. There are like 20 guys and girls there, and it's like, yeah. what the, what the hell group is meeting, happening? Uh, probably called an orgy, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, anyways, go on. <clears throat> well, what polygamy did I want to talk about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like polygamy, polygamy is like much more accepted than 10, 20, 30 years ago already. For sure. Okay, so some people might be more prone to just test it out. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I personally don't feel the what what is supposed to be so attractive about that to have like yeah i mean you're like your wife more right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right um i don't really see what's so attractive about that but i mean sure as long as you as long as you don't force me to do that or you know you don't annoy the hell out of me then do whatever you want <laughs> i don't care mm. um Sure, but let's maybe get away from polygamy and get back to yeah. uh, the next rule because we've been talking about rule eight for almost an hour. Sure enough, let's start but the other one will be shorter anyway. So yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, again, as a reminder, rule ten: be precise in your speech. What does that mean? What do you think? <laughs> what does that mean? Um, I can go with like the Jordan Peterson interpretation because he wrote the book. Sure. Um, it means uh, fix your marriage <laughs> because all he talks about in that to- in that chapter is marriage more or less <laughs> sure um no but actually like um he kind of says that specifying and structuring like problems with speech like actually giving things a name and naming them um can can kind of make chaos and those problems something you can deal with something you can manage just because you named them and like actually like accepted them in your life and yeah <laughs> i sure. is it that what he wants to go with as far as i understood that's what he what he's about there yeah yeah definitely um he talks about kind of um getting from let, let's say you have a problem whatever in your relationship or wherever and you can feel that something is wrong like something isn't quite right and you guys are you're not you're not like fighting but something is wrong and you can't really figure out what it is and he in an interview actually he talked about it and kind of described it as if you're like looking into the fog because you have no idea where the problem comes from or what it actually is but once you make the conscious effort to kind of figure out what it is, to articulate it, to give it a name, more or less, you can figure out, okay, that's the problem, that's where it comes from, and now we have to deal with that. But now you don't you don't any longer look into the fog and think, oh my god, what what is it? Where does it come from? Because now you have you have named it and you know exactly what it is. And you can figure out how to deal with that. <clears throat> and I've noticed it's not only when it comes to like personal relationships, it's just in pure normal life as well. Once you, let's say you're afraid of something or something really, yeah, something really scares you or some major decision really scares you. Once you figure out what it actually is at the root cause that causes that emotion, 
you can figure out how to deal with that. And you can, most of the time, those thoughts that kind of make you scared of whatever it is that you're scared of aren't actually that valid and are just are just part of negative self-manipulation or negative self-talk. Uh, and therefore, you can deal with that and you can find the root cause more quickly. I think that's what's... That's what it is. <laughs> Very nice. Very <coughs> nice summary. Yeah. Um, you know, like, <coughs> to bring it in more of a productivity perspective again, um, yep. because we are all about that. <laughs> oh, not all about it, but yeah, we like productivity and learning. Um, I think the major cause of procrastination and not starting a project is like feeling overwhelmed not knowing where to start, how big it, the project will turn out. And uh, yeah. just instead of <clears throat> trying to chip away the huge mountain, like not doing anything, that's like basically what procrastination means, I suppose. Although it can also be combined with, oh, I really hate the project. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I think like <clears throat> that kind of specifying and structuring approach there that breaks down the huge mountain into like small hikes. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that's a good approach to solve the problems. Yeah. For sure. Actually, <clears throat> gosh, what's the matter with me? Actually, um, Jerome Peterson in an interview talked or, or took the example of Harry Potter and Voldemort, oh. hmm. which is exactly the same thing. Marriage basically. problems. People are afraid of him. <laughs> 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 marriage, marriage is like Voldemort. Um, no, <laughs> gosh. Um, no, no. He hairless, no. bald, old people. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he took that example of um, as probably, I hope most people know uh, from Harry Potter. In the beginning, most books, he isn't actually referred to as Voldemort. He's referred to as how is it in English? He who shall not be named or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, because they're actually afraid to to say his actual name or rather the name he gave himself, whatever. And <clears throat> there are only a few people from the very beginning of the book, like Dumbledore, for example, or at some point even Harriet himself, who aren't afraid to actually name him and say, you know, he's Voldemort and that's his name or, or Tom Riddle or whatever. And it's not he who shall not be named because if you continue to be afraid to name the thing you're scared of, then your mind's kind of going to run amok and conjuring stuff up that's actually more terrible than the thing itself. And therefore naming it and not being afraid to utter that name is the best way to, or is the first step to deal with that. Yeah, and like finding some horcruxes and letting people die. In the yeah, <laughs> that, that's the second part. That's the second part. Yeah, but now it's a, it's a very nice illustration that he came up with there. Yeah, kind of like it. Kind of like it. Kind of, but not a hundred percent. No, no, I, I you like. You kind it. of do, but not hundred <laughs> percent. What's your criticism, Elias? There, there is no criticism. I mean, it's a very nice illustration. It's just. <coughs> Okay, my criticism would be, if I had to come up with criticism, <laughs> it's from a fantasy world and not real life. And if you had a real life example, that would make things even more believable. But as it's just, just sure. a post for illustration. 
Sure, sure, sure. Yo, that's nitpicking. That's not important right now. <laughs> right. Um, um, actually, there's a, there's a quote in one of his interviews that I found really interesting that maybe as, let's say, our last point we can discuss. Sure enough. Uh, he said that the worst way of demonizing people is to not be able to say anything about them. Oh. First impression. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Well, if I, I don't know. I don't know whether it's that accurate. I mean... You can, you can quite, like, like, to bring up the typical Nazi example, you can quite easily demonize Hitler by saying various uh, crimes he has committed against humanity. <laughs> and I think it's very difficult to kind of demonize someone to the same level by not being able to say anything about them. Or question is what what does that quote exactly <coughs> refer to? <coughs> Again, he, he I guess he wants to like play with that um, not naming thing, right? Like you can yeah. demonize Voldemort quite easily by not by like not saying his name, <laughs> by like in uh, like uh, Miss Rowling like did like demonizing him by oh no his name and stuff can't be mentioned. It's unspeakable. He, exactly. You can't speak of him. <laughs> this this shit he's doing. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know whether it's that applicable. It's, I think it's just like a nice quote from the book, but it's not that. <laughs> really. Right, but focus. Okay, but you said that. Um, of course, you can demonize Hitler just talking <laughs> about yeah. what he did and. Uh, all this stuff, and obviously that's true, but I think what's important in you know in that quote to interpret is the is what he says at the beginning that the, it's the worst way of demonizing people, not mm -hmm. one way, it's the worst way. So sure, talking about the what worst, a, yeah. a a serial murderer did is terrible, but not as you said, if it's something so unspeakable, you can't even tell people what he did exactly. Ah, okay, that way means that's an even worse way of demonizing, and that's exactly okay. There are no human words that can <laughs> conceive what that person like did. <laughs> then yeah, like that's that. or or even if it's just imposed by I don't know the government or whatever that you're not allowed to say X and Y about this and that group. I think mm. that actually doesn't help that group what well, if if we talk for example obviously i don't want to get too too much into politics right now but let's <laughs> say we talk about discrimination of a certain minority or whatever and now let's say the government tells you, you know you can't say x and y and uh, you can't refer to them with that pronouns um because you know it's discriminating and you're like okay sure um so i'm not allowed to talk about them basically and i'm not allowed to use any other word i use with any other group and that's supposed to help them and i think if you do that it actually leads to those people feeling even more put apart let's say and they don't really feel like part of society anymore because they realize everyone can talk to everyone in the same way except to them once people talk to them suddenly they aren't allowed to say certain words or they have to say certain words, they 
don't use with other people. And if I was a minority or part of a minority and people just generally would talk differently to me just because that's what the government tells them, it actually, that actually would fe make me feel discriminated. Um, okay, I think some assumptions there are quite far-fetched and I think it's actually like more about getting people to talk the same way to minorities um, than to talk to the majority instead of making people talk differently to the minorities. Sure, sure. No, I mean, I mean, let's just take the example I gave. I'm not talking about reality right now, not, not what's okay. happening. I'm just saying if the government were to impose you to not use or use certain words mm -hmm. with a certain group of people, that would actually do more discrimination. That's my argument. <laughs> well, but if those words are usually only used on those people, like, um, <laughs> forgive me right now, but uh, nigger, for example, or whatever. <laughs> <gasps> you know that. Uh, yeah. Um, you wouldn't use that on the white person, I suppose. And for them, it can mean like discrimination, like 200 years of slavery and stuff. I, 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 I don't see, I, I think your argument there doesn't hold up. <laughs> but in what way? Like, um, can, can you repeat again what you said, like your exact phrasing, like <laughs> from All your right. summary? So let's just imagine we have a government that imposes that you don't, you aren't allowed to use certain words with a minority group or you have to use certain words you may not use with any other group. And now when you talk to that specific minority group or members of that group, suddenly you're talking way differently. And if I was in that group, I would actually feel discriminated because mm -hmm. people apparently aren't allowed to talk to me the way they talk to other people. Okay, like for me, it sounds like you want to, or at least the argument sounds like there are special terms and special uh, conversational rules more or less apply to that certain minority group like um you have to use like like it sounds like new new terms new words are created <laughs> that are supposed to use by uh, for that group if that's the case then yeah i suppose so like um if you're only Okay, no, that's probably not a negative example, but um, if you're only allowed to talk to high society, um, <laughs> like with your majesty or whatever, <laughs> and right. stuff, like that person could feel kind of, yeah, excluded from the rest because everyone has that weird view of them. But what I'm talking about is like that kind of opposite way of um, forcing people to... Uh, like like forcing people to not do something instead of to do something if <laughs> that's <laughs> what <laughs> understandable like what i'm talking about what, what is like not that? um forcing people to not use um stigmatize the negative words instead of forcing people to use uh yeah the right. the good the good I... ones <laughs> <laughs> the good words um, do you do you get okay. it or <laughs> I, I i i i kind of kind of do yeah but okay 
Hmm. And I feel like, yeah, if the government forced, forced me or forced some other group to only speak to me in some special uh, way, <laughs> like, I don't know. Hmm. And like, I really get the feeling that uh, they are like really talking differently to me than to the rest of society. Then, yeah, I'm fully uh, in agreement with you. But again, I think it's like getting people to talk to me. It, it's getting people who usually talk differently to me because they have some sort of stigma attached uh, or I have some stigma attached with me because I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm a person of color, I'm Jewish or whatever, <laughs> to actually get the, norm the, the normal society, so to speak, to talk to me in the same way. <laughs> I think that's what ah, I, right. that whole thing is right. about and not okay. getting people to talk to me differently. Like it's about getting others to talk to me the same way. Okay. <laughs> Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. But <laughs> sure. I mean, that that's not where I was going with the argument, but sure, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah. Let's <laughs> let's maybe let's <laughs> oh, maybe what a discussion. stop the well, stop confusion. the um, yeah confusion here. Um, actually, do you want to do that thing we we planned last week with the questions? Question. Well, yeah, I mean... Let's do that. I think we have we have a few more minutes to do that. Yeah, all right. <laughs> what, what was the plan, actually? Like, we kind of thought about making a new uh, format, a new... Uh, how is it that you call it that way in English, even? Like, a kind of new, new part of a podcast here, where we, instead of, like, fixing... Um, fixing our topics in advance we watch, kind of just want to like randomly select questions <laughs> about some topic um we have some questions noted down and kind of thrown in a pot more or less where we draw yeah. them from <laughs> um and yeah then we see where discussion goes with like the random question we we pull out of there exactly but should we do maybe a, for the last few minutes should we just uh choose a random question and talk for yeah. a few minutes about it yeah i think that would be interesting yeah. um let's um, let's limit it to one because we're already again quite of course far into course. the episode let me let you, me just you can generate go ahead. a random question or oh, wait, 13 yeah, yeah we have to pull here like the, the unlucky <laughs> number Oh man, that question is actually quite boring. But let's just <laughs> let's just take it. You can throw um, it back in if you think it's fitting, for, or you can throw it out completely if you think it's. Um, I just think it's 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 pretty irrelevant to our lives, actually. I, okay, I, I then, would just then. give you the question, uh, but I, we don't have to talk about it. So the question okay. would be about how much time do you think you've spent watching TV in your life, and do you think it's multiple years? How does that make you feel? <laughs> I, I mean, so, you can yeah. you can transfer that to phone time or whatever Netflix time or whatever, you know. Mm, sure. I mean, sure. Let's do that. Phone time. Okay. So, how much time do you think you've spent on your phone in your life? In my life, uh, it's a ridiculous amount. I suppose I have this tracker thing there since the last five months or so on my phone so i can look up how much time i spend on my phone in this case like also the productive time with learning languages and stuff is included and i 
yeah, learning languages. And there's also some overlap because I tend to study with my phone a bit. <laughs> but yeah. since like last year, around the end of December, <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> I apparently spent 22 days on my phone. Okay. Like in full time. Since, since last that's December. Like, that's quite a lot. Hmm. 22 days. Damn. I, I don't have a tracker right now, so, so I have no idea, but I think it's probably pretty similar, maybe even more. That's a um, lot. <laughs> well, the thing is with with those trackers is that, for example, when I listen to music on my phone, it's considered as ah, yeah. screen time, and therefore, you know, that may add some True, that might powers. also add some for me. I can look that up. Yeah, who cares? That will take some time, but yeah. How much is that, like? That's over a month each year, easily. Two months, that's it. Yeah, two months. Two months each year in pure phone time. Damn. Damn. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> yeah, and adding that up for like a lifetime, forty years, two months, forty times two, twenty, eighty. Yeah, that's seven, seven years, six years, seven to six years. <laughs> whatever that's that's a lot i think for me as i said i think it's even more it may be even more i mean you um, could also add computer time to that and then i would probably have spent gosh, most of my year on yeah. my computer and my phone <laughs> yeah yeah same um okay and the kind of second part of the question would be how does that make you feel elias let's talk about your feelings well you know and <laughs> let's talk about my feelings <laughs> yes do you have like the the, the uh, necessary psycho psychologist couch somewhere i can now lie down on <laughs> uh no not really i just no, have a really no. uncomfortable chair but go ahead okay yeah you know like Already, the reason I started to use that app is to limit my phone consumption with useless stuff like Instagram or whatever, YouTube. And so, I already noticed quite some time ago that, yeah, shit, I could use my time for something more useful. <laughs> Do now. Sure. Yeah, you know. So, I'm... I don't know, I'm not that flabbergasted anymore. <laughs> by it because i kind of really expect it and I, as i said i also keep that track record um yeah as far as i'm concerned i just want to limit the consumption a bit more and just live more in the moment present focused like a buddhist monk or whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> the ideal um yeah but in in general like yeah it makes you kind of feel scared a bit because like you're you're spending a major time of your life in front of that rectangular thing there. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, we sleep one third of our lives anyway. We spend sleeping, so there's no productive time necessarily there. And then add phone and yeah. general maybe general yeah. screen time and you have have probably more like over fifty percent of your life just wasted of course sleep isn't a waste Easy. of time um but you know you're not actually doing anything mm. <laughs> uh, during you that know, time so let's you know, say over 50 percent of your life is just gone you know what i also noticed like since i took up so many projects <laughs> i noticed how much time i usually spend wasting because like yeah. somehow i have to make time for all the projects i'm 
I'm working on right now. And I have to cut it out from somewhere, like Instagram time or YouTube time. And then you like finally fucking notice, damn, I have so much more time at my hand to put into projects and to do stuff. And what yeah. do I usually use that with actually? <laughs> like 100 hour work week and I actually still have some free time after that. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's, shit. It's actually funny. When I have too little to do, I'm I'm not productive at all. Like if I have just a few things to do mm. in a week, let's say, I I just waste the majority of the time. But when I and that's why I make it a point in my life right now, or for the last few weeks, to really make my let's say my calendar um, as full as possible with projects <laughs> and other stuff. Yeah, I hope um, there's also some relaxing time and stuff in there. Of course, I have enough of that. And um, but I've noticed the more I have to do. And the more I actually do, and uh, the happier I am, and the the more guilty free I can spend my free time. Oh yeah, and yeah, even definitely. then, even if I, even when I have free time, I'm not actually attracted to use my phone or to go on Instagram at all. Like I'm actually spending probably most of the time, I don't know, playing the piano, reading, walking, or mm. just driving around pointlessly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Greenpeace. I'm sorry. Oh. Um. But Gotta yeah, use it's your interesting to see. <laughs> it's interesting to see how how much time we actually waste, and the mm. m- the more the more things we have to do, the better we are at managing our time. Actually, yeah, yeah, kind of. I, I really got the essence of time management like the past few weeks, <laughs> because you always consider you very busy in your life, and I also did, but I kind of noticed. Damn, like all those time management techniques and stuff I learned about. I really didn't really have to apply them that much <laughs> in the past. And right. here I noticed, yeah, now I get the essence of them. They are quite useful in that and that circumstance. And <laughs> learning. Sure. So, and yeah, um, just if, for if you wonder, like also, also for me, um, I think I managed it at the beginning of the episode already. But since I do so much stuff, I also feel like quite happy because I feel like I'm doing something with my life and not wasting it. And yeah. the time I have left over, I really value that too. Then, yeah. kind of, I don't know. I have a general happiness, like <laughs> ground level <laughs> happiness that's higher than usual. <laughs> but yeah, that's, um, for cool. for for all the if you guys out there, if you also want to be shocked, then install some tracking app and track your phone usage for a week or yeah, so for sure. and add it up till the end of the year and then yeah see what <laughs> see what you'll get uh, dude i know some people that their phone time per year would probably be like six months <laughs> easily mm. <laughs> easily um yeah there's actually the experiment it's an addiction um yeah. I think Matt Diavella made some, again, productivity YouTuber mm. who tracked uh, every minute of his day for like a week mm. and kind of saw how much time he wasted, not only on the phone and on screen time in general. I wonder how much time like, he wasted minute tracking. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah. No, I think it doesn't actually waste that much time, maybe 10 minutes per day in total. Um, but anyway... Um, it was quite interesting to see like how those little non-negotiable things like showering, going to the toilet, eating, whatever, just basic hygiene 
take so much time of your day actually yeah to think cooking about it. and stuff also it's it's really surprising yeah for sure and i think it's um it would be a good way to manage your time in that way around those non-negotiables and to take them kind of a, as a break maybe and yeah. to say okay i'm gonna work on whatever i i have to work on and then you know i have to shower anyway so i might as well take that as a break instead of 15 minutes of instagram i can take uh, a quick shower and maybe even use the rest of the minutes to grab mm. a snack or whatever and yeah but it's interesting if you add like sleep screen time and non-negotiables you end up with a pretty small amount of actual time we can spend 40 percent spend it productively 50 so. percent yeah <laughs> for like many of probably. us yeah um uh, i I don't think whether I agree with that shower example and stuff. I, I think I, I'd agree if showering was something you really enjoyed doing. <laughs> like you for don't me, enjoy it's showering. <laughs> I mean, I, I, mean I can understand why people like to take hot baths at the end of a, an exhausting day just to relax and stuff and to calm down. For me, showering yeah. is like more of that, yeah, I, I, I want to be socially acceptable and <laughs> not smell. <Really? laughs> <laughs> um yeah you know um okay so showering really doesn't have any relaxing aspect to it and i think i for giving my brain a break and i think it's actually still useful to just do nothing <laughs> for some time to also schedule right. that into your uh, into your into your into your uh, timetable and stuff and by like also making your non-negotiables like part of your timetable, the whole thing becomes very rigid and yeah, very I don't know restrictive for me at least. You think so? I actually yeah. think it makes you it makes you more aware of the time you spend because if you say I'm at work, you know I have an exam next week or whatever, and I'm a study today in the morning for two and a half hours whatever, and after that, anyway, I have to take a break, a longer break anyways. I can mm. cook lunch and eat it. And Yeah, I no, sure, sure. I would also up. put it in that time. I would also, but I would also add some time of relaxing just on my own, doing nothing <laughs> for yeah, sure, 10, 20, 30 minutes, whatever. Because oh, also cooking and stuff takes effort, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. For me, actually, I used that maybe I, I don't know for me it's actually pretty relaxing like cooking or showering or just <laughs> doing laundry or whatever because most of the time i do it like automatically and i have all that mental space to just think and therefore mm. i don't really have to schedule like time in for thinking or for doing nothing <laughs> you know if <laughs> someone, someone asks me what are you doing i'm i'm doing nothing like literally i have nothing in my calendar give um, give your brain a break dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do but like those things like completely calm me down and mm. give me space to yeah all right yeah as i, I said if it's like if it's floating your boat then floating my boat <laughs> if it floats your boat then <laughs> it sure is yeah yeah interesting fancy now we extended that episode by another half an hour i suppose <laughs> no yeah 10 minutes damn more. our episodes we wanted to get on one hour we're again at 120 <laughs> Yeah. whatever whatever didn't we didn't we like at the very beginning say that we want to do like 
45 minutes to an hour max yeah yeah, yeah. we doubled that <laughs> I, yeah i don't think we have a single episode that is shorter than one hour except for maybe the, the part two the very first one music. or like the zero episode like right right yeah okay but apart <laughs> from that yeah, yeah oh man no very right. nice i mean i, I enjoyed um happy anniversary <laughs> 20 episodes. <laughs> Thanks, man. To you too. Yeah, yeah. Let's Enjoy see when we we'll get to 30, probably in 10 weeks. <laughs> yeah. 10 weeks, that's what? Two and mm. a half months. That Next episode, yes. we'll probably have a guest on. So, our first, very first yeah. guest. Yeah. Um, oh, first Looking guest. forward to it. So, <laughs> hope you guys For will sure. also enjoy it. No promises, though, because things can also change. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right very cool um yeah alrighty. summary should we up? do a quick summary yeah maybe yeah, very quick yeah, yeah. <laughs> very quickly <laughs> um we talked about jbp's book 12 rules for life and uh, more specifically rule 8 and rule 10 rule 8 which states tell the truth or at least don't lie and we kind of established that lying generally is bad but there are some cases in which telling maybe white lies or you know lying in general could be okay for example lying if you don't want to crush uh, a child's esteem it may be a, a, a good situation in which you could lie um oh yeah or lying to yourself in a good <laughs> way manipulating yourself to do good stuff and self-brainwashing help you self-brainwashing exactly um and about rule 10 be precise in your speech we didn't actually talk that much about it but yeah. we just said because it you was know, about you... marriage but <laughs> yeah not exactly yeah not exactly but um the point is that it's important especially if you're scared of something um or if you worry about something to name it to give it the name to articulate it and to try to find the root of the problem because otherwise your mind runs amok and starts to conjure stuff up that's again even more terrifying probably than the thing itself so yeah a lot of self-reflection is needed for that um to kind of find the root cause of your fears and your problems or your procrastinations or whatever and try to give it a name fancy yeah i think that concludes our series on 12 rules for life of john peterson Quite enjoyed it. Quite some controversial topics in sprinkled in between. <laughs> nice for discussions. Sure. To um, some maybe, but hmm? <laughs> to some maybe, but sure. To some, yeah. <laughs> for others, it's like very clear. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, um, yeah. I hope you enjoyed our episode. It was a longer one again. If you stuck around until now, um, props to you. Really like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're the best our fan base um yeah. <laughs> yeah also like the people that are following him on only fans like yes and they are also very appreciated yeah man yeah guys follow me i have I to post... bring this up every episode now <laughs> i yeah i post proactivity porn no i don't know yeah yeah oh. hey <laughs> alliteration here yeah very nice oh, proactivity gosh. porn cool um it could actually be a format yeah product yeah on instagram <laughs> you know like your daily dose of productivity porn oh my god and then you then oh you gosh. send like an image of your very like uh sorted out desk setup you know 
Exactly. That's yeah. what productivity yeah, my fun is all clean the workspace. <laughs> oh, people damn, just, that just guy <laughs> is so productive. Oh. <laughs> Dude, this is so weird. Gosh. Okay. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think we are That's we are nice at the end of our of our mental capacity. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's before. take a break Anyways. cooking or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm actually gonna go eat after that. I'm hungry as fuck. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope we see you next week with our very first guest. And yeah, have a great week and see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye guys. Mm-hmm.